Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 103, it's you and me. My name's Corey, that's Chuck Freebie. Episode 103. Wow, that's a new theme. How about that? <laughs> Just for this once. Unless we get to 203. Then you can break it that out it's again. 203, and it's you and me. I'm Corey Mann, that's Chuck Freebie. 203. I don't think you'll remember it in 100 episodes. <laughs> you Ah, welcome to Sports Yak. Boy, a lot to cover on a Friday. Let's get after it, my man. Because this is the Brian McRae episode, the former Royal and Cub who hit 103 homers in his major league career. Let me get this out of my system real quick. Speaking of Cubs, last night I heard this from a very reliable source. <laughs> Ryan Dempster is chasing after the stand-up comedy experience. Yeah. Like big time. He's a He's a funny dude. I don't remember him being funny. Oh, he does a mean Harry Carey impersonation. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he's meeting with other comedians, and I heard one of those comedians talking about Ryan Dempster, of all people, and he tried to, the comedian is a Cubs fan, but didn't want to let on too much uh, how much of a Cubs fan he was, and he just wanted to be very peer-to-peer, but it was like, I wish I had a baseball. Sign my baseball. (laughs) That would be a pretty unique life to be a major league relief pitcher and then go into stand-up comedy. Was he pretty good? He had some good years with the Cubs. There's no question. Yeah. 42 years old now. Mm-hmm. You know, dialing. I bet, I bet you that'd be a great, if he's going to use baseball as some of the some of the stand-up, I bet you he's got some great stories. Oh, I can only imagine some you of know? the stories he has from the pen. Let's talk about some local athletes. Uh, let's start with this uh, young lady who can run super fast. Anna Rohr is one of the great distance runners that we've ever had in our area. Two-time state champion at Mishawaka High School. Matriculated to the University of Notre Dame. And last night she became a four-time All-American. Finished sixth in the NCAA 10,000 meters. She had the lead in this race with about nine laps to go, but they were running the meet in Austin, Texas. It was very hot, as it tends to get in Texas in the summertime. And I think the heat just kind of took its toll on her. And so uh, a young lady from New Mexico State wound up winning the race. But Anna finished sixth. And if you're in the top eight, that gets you All-American status. So she is an All-American for the fourth time in her career and has had a just a great impact on the running community here 
in the area for the last decade. How do you think someone could more prepare for something like that? You talk about the heat. How would you? I'm not sure. I I mean, you live here, you're kind of subjected to whatever conditions you're in, and then all of a sudden you go down there. And and anybody who's been in Texas knows that Texas heat is not just heat, but it's humidity as well. And I, I'm not sure what you can do other than to go elsewhere to train. Yeah. Let's talk about the Bremen Lions. The Bremen Lions, uh, terrific story. Mike Huppert's team, 28-2. and two. They've got Indiana's all-time home run hitter in Aaron Koffel. They've got a terrific pitcher in Kalen Shively, who has been dynamic throughout the year, trying to get that school's first state title in 25 years. They take on Tecumseh tomorrow in the Class 2A state finals at 1.30 on TV 46. Both teams finished the year tied for the number one ranking in the poll, so it should be a heck of a ball game. And there's another great side story to this Bremen team, and that is the Hirschberger family. Riley Hirschberger bats leadoff for them. Her father, John, is his assistant coach. Many people know John as a, uh, a longtime basketball official in the area. Uh, John, for a number of years, has been battling mouth cancer. And uh, there was a wonderful story that we've linked on our 46 Sports Twitter and Facebook pages uh, done by the Indianapolis Star, and it was also on the cover of the South Bend Tribune sports page today about how John has really been an inspiration to this Bremen community and to the team uh, with the perseverance that he's shown because he contracted this cancer back in 2010. Doctors basically gave him five years to live. He's still thriving here nine years later. Uh, We had a game that he officiated this year, and I got to see John when I went down to interview the players and the coaches this week. Looks like he's doing really well, and uh, hopefully – they can get a, a great victory for the Hirschberger family on Saturday. Mishawaka. <clears throat> the Cavemen playing in the semi-state for the first time in 22 years. They take on Hamilton Southeastern over at Plymouth Saturday afternoon game time. It's slated for 3.30, probably closer to 4 o'clock. Grant Jablonski expected to go to the mound for Mishawaka, a team that has really relied on pitching and defense this year. Jablonski with an ERA of 0.40 this season. So he has been virtually unhittable. He's not the hardest thrower, but he's got a great breaking ball, and he puts the ball exactly where he wants to. So we'll see if Mishawaka can continue this push to the state finals and and come up with a big W over the Royals of Hamilton Southeastern and their ace pitcher, Trent Schweitzer, who does throw it very, very hard. Coming up in a few moments, we've got a special guest on the show from the great state of Michigan. Three words, Bear, Wolverine, Astros. I'll leave it at that. There you go. Speaking of Michigan, some great baseball. Even my alma mater uh, chasing after a trophy this weekend. Well, they're the two-time defending state champs, and Lakeshore has looked very good in this tournament so far. They won 14-1, to I believe, on Wednesday. They will play Otsego in the regional final up at Edwardsburg. On Lakeshore Sa- plays Edwardsburg like no, tomorrow? No, they don't play. Listen to me now. They, they play, play Otsego. At Edwardsburg. Okay. But it is tomorrow, so you could, could that's not right too up. far up from your homestead. Yeah. You know what time that's at? We'll find out. Okay. I'd we'll like to go out. to that. 
Uh, River Valley and Buchanan are also in regional finals, so it's been a very good year for baseball in southwest Michigan. I think, Corey, that's probably the one sport where the talent here is somewhat underrated because you don't really think of this as a big baseball area. Right. But I think there's some pretty good baseball players around here, as we'll learn later in the show when we talk to our special guest. So once again, real quick, Buchanan is going to play at the Taco Bell against Edwardsburg <laughs> no, no. as Lakeshore <laughs> will meet at the state line on Sunday. Is that I heard that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. At the Major League Diamonds last night. Can I tell the story about what happened last <laughs> night? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> So I'm in the twilight zone on Thursday. I took a nap. I was so Chuck, I fell asleep while my wife was cutting my hair. And she got so frustrated with me because she had to bump my head up because I kept falling down. So it's all jacked up for the wedding. Let's just say that. So I go lay down. I wake up freaked out at 546 because I think I have overslept in the morning. And I'm supposed to be here at like a quarter to five. So I'm in a rush and it's all crazy. We get that worked out. The evening starts to wind down, and I'm like, I'm going to go to bed probably about 8.30. Oh, the Cubs are going to play at 8 o'clock. I'll watch some of this game. So it's the Rockies. It's the Cubs. This young man comes out on the mound for his first game with the Rockies, and he looks like he's 16. So I text my man over here, and I'm like, this guy on the mound looks like he's 16. And Chuck responds, yeah, the uh, broadcasters said that. And I thought for a second, no, they haven't yet. They've only This game's only been playing for three minutes. And then you talked to, I said, I, I'm really out of it. I had this weird nap. And you go, yeah, I fell asleep during the game too. And I I, I really got freaked out. Like how, because you said you slept for a half an hour. Yeah. And the game was on for about six minutes at this time. I'm like, how, how did you do? And then up in the little right-hand corner, encore. Duh. <laughs> oh, I'm such a moron. Such oh, no, a moron. It's all right. Cubs lost yesterday, by the way. <laughs> By a count of three to one, uh, this kid Peter Lambert makes his major league debut. Throws seven innings, gets his first big league win. Not bad at all for uh, a young man, huh? Yeah, first big league wins, first big league hit. You know where he's from at all? I don't. I no. don't know that much about him. Looked Other like than, he was sixteen. Yeah, he's twenty-two years old, and he yeah, he looked like he was straight out he of the uh, sweet, church choir. He had that sweet catfish mustache that sixteen-year-olds have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Nice. So uh, the Rockies salvage a game out of the series, but a big series this weekend at Wrigley as the Cardinals come to town. Of course, St. Louis just swept the Cubs last weekend in St. Louis. Cubs swept them earlier in the year at Wrigley. The rivalry remains strong. Have you heard any Zobrist news at all? Not a peep. Nothing. I, I don't expect them back this year. I don't think they do either. Uh, Detroit stinks. Uh, yeah, they gave up a couple of homers to Travis Darno last night, lost 6-1 to Tampa Bay. I don't think the Tigers have won a home series since April. I Googled Buddy Bailey last night. Yeah. What a resume. <laughs> He's been around for a while, which you have to be to win 2,100 minor league games. He's, I think, only eight games away from now from the minor league record for most games won. And... Uh, Good dude, from what everybody says. Uh, very nice man, uh, works well with people, very good at teaching the fundamentals, and this South Bend Cubs team has been phenomenal at home this year. I believe they are now 23-7 and at four wins field, 
as they beat Bowling Green last night by a count of four to one. South Bend will have five players playing in the All Star game at Four Winds Field on June eighteenth. The Stanley Cup last night. St. Louis continues this improbable run as they beat Boston by the count of two to one. The officiating has really come into question in this series, in the fact that. Uh, it looked like on St. Louis's second goal that the officials missed an obvious call. It wasn't made, winds up being the game-deciding goal. But St. Louis, what a story. They fire their head coach in November. They're in last place in January. And now here they are, a game away from winning the Stanley Cup. And you know how the Blackhawks have Chelsea Dagger? Yes, well, for St. Louis, their song is Gloria by Laura Branigan. Because? Well, it's an interesting story. So they're really struggling. They're playing in Philadelphia, and some of the younger guys go into this bar. Uh, it's called Jack's NYB to watch the Bears-Eagles NFC wildcard game. And this club member repeatedly is telling the DJ to play Gloria. And some of the hockey guys say, well, why are you saying play? Well, they're part of a bowling team, and they had won their championship that day, and that's their song, Gloria. So these young guys from the Blues say, well, gosh, it worked for them. We'll try it. So they come back, and they tell the Blues that when when we get in the locker room after a win, we're going to play Gloria. And now... This phrase, Play Gloria, is trademarked by this Philly bar. It's on T-shirts all over. The Blues are a win away from the Stanley Cup, and people go nuts over this Laura Branigan song from 37 years ago. That's, that is a dictionary perfect one-hit wonder. Laura Branigan, well, she had a couple. Self-control, she did a song. Boy, I used to think she was something. She had like dark eyebrows. Oh yeah, yeah. Brunette. Gloria. How about a little taste of that on the yak? Gloria. And so who would think that a Philly sports bar would be behind <laughs> The St. Louis Blues, but I guarantee you, if the Blues win this thing, the Stanley Cup is going to wind up in Jack's <laughs> sports bar <laughs> in Philadelphia. Boy, if you're going to watch some tennis, these are the two guys to probably watch. Oh. Right? And and we've been watching them now for what seems like forever. Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal today in the French Open semifinal. They've had all kinds of weather problems over in France with this tournament, so the women's semifinals and the men's semifinals being played on the same day. The women, and I'm sorry, I don't mean anything sexist by this. I don't recognize any of the names playing in the women's semifinals. There's there's a young American player in there. I'm going to look her name up here while we're recording, but... I didn't recognize any of the names, and, and she lost today. Anisimova is her last name. Uh, but right now, as we record this, Nadal is leading Federer two sets to none. So 
Rafael Nadal, who has been the king of the clay courts over the years, and the reason that he's so good on the clay courts, clay courts absorb the speed of the ball, Corey. So if you're playing on asphalt or a hard court, as they call it, the ball travels much quicker. On a clay court, the clay kind of absorbs the speed of the ball. Okay. So it lends itself to these longer points. And Nadal, of course, is just so incredibly fit and just wears people out. He just keeps playing and playing and playing and basically wears people out on points. And so he's got the lead on Federer now, two sets to nothing as we record this. Side question, why do you think we haven't switched to clay tables for ping pong? Uh, Because it's expensive. Okay. Yeah. I think we might be onto something there. And, and the maintenance. Slows the game down I'll tell a you bit. what. You take your ping pong table and you buy a bunch of Play-Doh and smear it all over the ping pong table, and just then the you'll ball? be set. What is the ball? Wow, well, wait a minute. Play-Doh bounces. Or no, no, that's silly putty. That's silly putty yeah. that bounces. Uh, real quick headline. The billionaire who pushed Kyle Lowry. Thoughts on that? Yeah, that was a weak move by him. There's no need for that. I mean, the player is trying to make an NBA play. He's going for a ball out of bounds. He winds up in the first row. And then this idiot investor for the Warriors shoves him. There's no call for that. Why are you doing that? Entitlement. Apparently. I've got a lot of money. I can do what I want. Well, In my mind. In his mind, yes. Mm -hmm. In the NBA's mind, he doesn't show up at the arena for a year. Carson Wentz gets a $128 million payday. That's your boy. Wow. That's your boy. I know you're a big Carson Wentz guy. What's up, Eagles Nation? Can't even explain to you how excited I am right now um, to be a part of this great city for this many more years. Uh, It means the world to me. Uh, From the moment I got drafted here, I knew this place was special. I knew they had the most passionate fans in the world in in all of sports. Um, And I knew we had the opportunity to to build something truly special here. And um, to be cemented here for this much longer uh, means the world to me. Uh, I want to thank uh, my good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, first and foremost, um, for just giving me this this opportunity and these blessings. I want to thank my wife. Uh, She's been amazing. She's been my rock. She's been my biggest supporter. Sports Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks, but the second K is silent. We're always excited when we get a guest on Sports Yak, and we are very excited to have a young man who I first met when he was playing football up at St. Joe, Michigan. He is now a baseball player and quite a good one. The Houston Astros have drafted him in the third round this season. We are talking to the Big Ten Player of the Year, the pride of the Bears, Jordan Brewer. How are you, my man? How's it going, guys? I'm doing good. How did this go down this week? What what happens when you get drafted by a team? How do you find out? Yeah, it was an unbelievable experience. It was crazy. Uh, in my hotel room, Roger told me, hey, this could happen at this time or this time. And it was, it was kind of stressful, you know. I was kind of nervous. I felt like it was before a football game. You know, you get all nervous, like, okay, it's getting weird. Time keeps going by. And all of a sudden he calls me and goes, Houston's going to get you on 104, keep your phone on. They're going to call you. And uh, they get to pick 103, and I haven't got a call yet from them. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. I'm getting more nervous. And 104 comes up, and my computer starts getting a little laggy and delayed. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's the worst time this could happen. And I'm not kidding you. 
I heard banging on my door, my hotel door, and it sounded like police were trying to break in. And my roommate lets them in, and they all come and jump on me, and it's like, congratulations. I mean, it was it was unreal. And it's, I can't even like explain the whole situation because it was just unreal. I mean, it felt like a dream. So your teammates actually found out before you did. Exactly, exactly. So when the yeah, Astros so finally did get a hold of you, what kind? Of, what do they talk about with you? Yeah, you, know, you know, right now, they just told me right now, uh, we got you, we're glad to have you. Go luck and go finish this season with uh, Michigan Strong. And told us to go win this uh, World Series. So that's all That's all we have right now. Um, uh, they're not going to contact me anymore until after the season because they know winning this championship is the most important thing to me right now and to the team. Now, when we first met, you were playing football up at St. Yeah. Joe for Coach Church. We had a St. Joe Lakeshore game on 46. And you and I kind of struck up a conversation. We stayed in touch over Twitter. And then, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you kind of reached out to me prior to your senior baseball season because you were you were kind of looking to get some offers and nobody was coming to you, right? Yeah, I had nothing. Um, I Yeah, it was crazy. You know, I didn't know what, what was going on. Um, but, you know, that's how, that's how life is. Um, it was just it was a crazy roller coaster experience because uh, I had all the highs because then I, after that I made that one crazy catch at Battle Creek Central. I mean, football just blew up. It was crazy. It was fun, you know. Um, but you know, I don't regret anything. It was the most fun experience I've had. You know, just going through those experiences have made me into the person I am today. So you got hurt during football season. You were doing yep, therapy correct. and trying to get ready for baseball. And really, that therapy experience with a guy from here in South Bend. Ironically, Jordan, last Friday on the show. We had David Magley on, who I don't think is necessarily related to Ryan Magley, who was your personal trainer. But another Magley kind of plays uh, an integral role in your life and in your recuperation, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. You know, it was. I mean, he's been really special to me for a while. I mean, I can't explain how thankful I am to have him. And um, it's me and him have have the bond that we've made. It's not even like a friendship anymore. It's like he's my like my brother. Like it's unreal. I remember after I just looked at my shoulder my senior year in the locker room, I was sitting there with my head and I was crying. And all of a sudden I felt the arm grab my my shoulder pad and he looked up and it was Ryan. And he started crying with me. And we started holding each other and he goes, "We'll be back." And I just knew right there it's it's game over once I get back. And uh, I had a ladder J surgery, um, which is like kind of like a shoulder reconstruction, uh, and it's like a six and a half seven month recovery. Me and him got me back in three and a half months. I mean, it was it was insane what, how hard we trained. And the best part with Ryan, too, with his training is he he doesn't just watch you do it. He does it with you to push you even harder. And so, like, me being extremely competitive, uh, me and him got into some wars in the gym. So it was pretty cool. No, you are a competitive dude. And I'll, I'll tell you what. So you get rehabilitated, but still no college offers. And I told Corey the other day, I said, he wound up at Lincoln Trail Junior College. And do you remember what you said to me, Corey? Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember when uh, me and my stepfather went down on my visit. Um, we went down there, and then on the way back, we're like, yeah, I don't think Mom's going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's exactly what we said. We talked about it the whole way home. But we, we looked at each other and we were like, we both said this is the spot I need to be, though. Like we, I knew what I had to go through to get where I wanted to be. And so uh, we sat mom down and uh, we didn't tell her anything or 
what it's by or uh, where it's at. Uh, and I said, I'm, I'm going to go to this school. Because it's by a prison, at, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's, by a, it's by a prison. But I mean, it, it was pretty, pretty crazy. You know, it was, it was a wild experience. Just put it that way. But you know, it, I feel like every every kid that is serious about playing college ball or trying to go to the next level, that JUCO is a route. I hate people that say that JUCO isn't is it's underrated, but it's. I mean, it's crazy because JUCO really teaches you how to grind and use the grit. I mean, because all you have is a mitt, a ball, and a bat in the field. You don't have all this luxury stuff that I am blessed to have now, <laughs> but it, it really teaches you if you really love the sport. And so it was an awesome experience. Jordan, this is Corey, and, and when I hear the word home come from your mouth, it hits close to home for me too because I was born in St. Joe, went to school at Lakeshore. I'm a Lancer, but then moved back to St. Oh, Joe. So Lancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. I would love to know, you know, doing my homework about you, you love the outdoors, you like to fish and hike. Anywhere yep. back home that were your favorite spots that I would recognize the names? You know, we uh, we uh, went down to Riverview a lot to uh, catfish. I, you know where Riverview is, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, we went down there to go fishing all the time. Um, actually, me and my girlfriend, we like to go to Grand Mere and hike in the mornings and stuff. And we usually take the dogs out there, just being on the water in general. Uh, I recently, just last year, I got a jet ski. I don't think I left the beach for a, a whole day. I mean, I was there eventually. Yeah, I just like being outdoors and just being out in the area in St. Joe is just unreal. But there wasn't a whole lot of jet skiing available at Lincoln Trail. And, and you made the comment to your stepfather that you knew that's where you had to be. How did you know that? Hey, it was just a feeling, man. I mean, uh, everything that Kevin Bowers is saying, like, and what my overall goal was is to get to the top. And, like, I knew what I had to do to get there. And this, this was along the journey what I had to do. Yeah, even though I knew it, was gonna, it wasn't going to be the best time, well, even though I kind of did have one of the best times of my life, meeting my new JUCO buddies and just being down there with those guys. Because it's, like it's like a football two-a-day, to be honest with you, like a football team. Because, you know, during those two-a-days, you get, like, really connected with those guys, and those are the only guys you can really talk to about two-a-days or, like, how bad it sucks. <laughs> and, like, you can't talk about that to, like, a normal, normal student or a baseball guy. But at JUCO, it's kind of the same thing. You're like, man, did we really, really have to do that? We had, we really had to fit ten people in an eight passenger van going three hours without showering, man, or or getting uh, like six dollar meal monies or or bologna sandwiches in between games and stuff. So it was, it was just, it's just funny because we all, I still talk to all those guys. It's just a funny experience. You get to Michigan because you have such a great JUCO year and, and coaches see you, and you wind up at Michigan. And I'm sure a lot of your teammates at Michigan, especially the freshmen, have no understanding of what that was like. <laughs> no. You know, that's, and that's, you know, that's, I was kind of nervous about that. You know, coming in, um, JUCO ball is different than Division One ball. Um, JUCO ball used, it's kind of you want to get out of there. Uh, everyone's it's a kind of like a free-for-all. Uh, you're trying to get out of there and trying to get exposure where coming into a four-year school where everyone's trying to be one and we're trying to win an actual championship and keep on going. And so the freshmen come in and stuff. So it was, it was a cool experience to meet new guys and stuff. Um, 
But yeah, the, the freshmen are freshmen. You can tell they're freshmen sometimes. <laughs> 12 homers this year. I don't remember you having this power stroke. Where'd this come from? No, exactly. Yeah, I could ask you the same question about me. <laughs> you know, in high school, it was a completely different player. And actually, in Juco, I kind of was. I mean, I showed a little bit of potential. Um, but yeah, Nick Schnabel, our hitting coach at Michigan, um, absolutely changed me as a hitter. Um, he saw my potential and he said, Hey, you need to start using your legs. I was like, all right, I'll start, start trying to do it. And then I was in the balls 100, 105 miles far off the bat. And I was like, Whoa, this is a little different. And he goes, that turns your singles and doubles into home runs. I was like, all right. So I started using my legs and using my core more. And so far this is what it's got me, but you know, the job's not done yet. Um, I still, I still got more of the tank to use. I'm kind of like Bambi at it, you know, just trying to walk still. I'm still trying to walk with it. And so um, but once I get into full grown into it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be scary. Chuck, my question's for you, but we have someone on the phone that can speak into it too. This young man throws left-handed, but he hits right-handed. Is that mm-hmm. common in baseball? It's, it's more common in baseball than it is in other sports because I think lots of times – and and you can speak to this how it happened to you, Jordan. But for instance, my daughters threw right-handed, and I taught them to hit left-handed because yeah. in softball it put them that much closer to first base. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to uh, when I was little. I used to I used to hit from both sides, but uh, I used to get mad at my dad because he wanted to be that lefty. I could do it, but I didn't hit the ball as far as I did right-handed. So he used to get irritated with me of hitting in the. <laughs> Always complaining to him about not hitting the ball farther on the left side. So he said, you know, I just stay in the right side then. Um, but I really, I really suggest, like, when you're growing up and as a young child or when you, you have kids, uh, to really push for that, to keep them on the left side because it's, 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 a, it's a game changer. I mean, you're that much closer to first base. You've got good speed, too. You've stolen, I believe, 20 bases or something like that this year. And and yeah. you you've always run well, and that was a big part of your game, and adding this power in. But could you have ever envisioned yourself being Big Ten Player of the Year at the beginning of the year? <laughs> no, that's the funny part. Like uh, I wasn't even projected to start this year. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, we had I went to Michigan. Um, Backer sent me down and said, "Hey, dude, do we have we have eight other outfielders here?" And I sat there and I smiled. I'm like. I'm like, good. I, I like. I want that competition. I knew to that because I know what it would, what it's going to do for me, maybe into a, a better person and a better and a better player. Like it, those guys push me to be even better, and I know I push those guys to be even better. And so, like our bond, like our outfield bond, is so strong. It's not even funny. And so, like we'll get in, get in each other's faces once in a while because I mean, you know, that's, that's brotherly love. You know, you, you're you're just competing for a job. And so, it's been it's been a really cool time being out there with those guys and stuff and getting to know them because um and i know i'm gonna look back at this and say that this is unreal like i'm still trying to take this all in like it doesn't seem real yet word on the street is your favorite film is Step Brothers. <laughs> yes two-part question okay. from this all point right. forward do we call you dragon or nighthawk you know, I'm a, I'm a Nighthawk type of guy. Okay. And being on the West Coast, do you have any time at all to make it to the Catalina wine mixer? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. 
You know, wow, you know, it's their biggest one, event, dude. Jordan. It's their biggest oh, yeah. event. I, you know, like you said, like I, you know, I'm, I'm a goofy kid. I like goofy movies. I'm not all serious all the time. As you can see, if you go back and watch a couple of the games. Uh, well, you fit in I, well with movie. us, man. Yeah, I saw uh, yeah, I saw an amazing sword fight a couple of uh, weeks ago behind the scenes. You and another player. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to keep things loose. You know, it's, I, I I don't I don't like being serious. I never I am never a serious kid. I'm always gonna have fun with anything I do. <laughs> I'm always smiling. I'm always goofing off with the guys. I'm making or just joking with the guys. You know, it's, like you'll see me on the field. I'm always, I'm probably talking to another guy on the field just talking smack to him or something we're talking about something and so it's just that's, that's how i feel like it should be you know like it's, this is a game it's for fun and uh i'm, I'm gonna continue to do that well i see this all the time during baseball especially at first base first basemen are always talking with whoever comes to the base what is the yeah. best on-field conversation that you've had this year with somebody do you remember one <laughs> it was funny actually we're not it was in the fall, and the first time I ever played first. So, Coach, I was looking at the lineup. It was during the fall, so it was like we're trying to, like, find where everyone's going to play. And he, and I saw a three by my name. I'm like, uh, Coach Packers, uh, why is there a three next? He goes, because he goes, Cause you're playing first. He's like, uh, I don't have a first baseman. He goes, you don't need you don't need one. Go catch the ball. I'm not kidding you. Every time someone got on a base, he goes, uh, where's your first baseman? I was like, Dude, I've never played first in my life. This, this is different, and so they all we all just started laughing with each other, and it was just a funny. It was just a funny feeling because it's like I'm playing the University of Kentucky, and all these players are like SEC stars, and here I come, a little little JUCO kid that's playing first, like a little leaguer with no first baseman. So it was it was just really funny. Well, all those guys are going to be coming to you for loans now that you're going into the <laughs> major leagues, um, or hopefully that's what happens. You know that the Astros have done a great job developing young talent. Uh, they've got yeah, so George Springer that. and Alex Bregman, and I, I was fortunate enough to broadcast college games that both of those guys were in. As you look at that organization, are you are you happy that you wound up with Houston? Yeah, yeah, you know I'm extremely excited. Um, I've heard before I even got drafted, they had a really good developing program, and that's what I need. I need a developing program that's going to take me to the next level. And um, Houston, Houston can do it. Yeah. Um, I just got to put in the work like I have been, and we'll see where I go. You drop my name with Mr. Biggio. That'll get you, that'll get you a long way. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Because his son, Kevin, played at Notre Dame, so we, we oh, okay. struck up a little bit of a friendship. And, of course, Kevin now... Uh, playing for Toronto in the major leagues, so he's having a good year. But I don't know if anybody's having as good a year as you, my man. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's a dream. You know, I'm I'm still trying to like sit down and take everything in because it's a real moment. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that I would be in this position. If you asked me if my senior in high school, like, hey, dude, in a couple of years you're going to be drafted by the Houston Astros and you're going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, I'd be like, yeah, you're, you're kind of crazy. I don't know what you're talking about, but here I am. <clears throat> hey, when you hit the majors, Jordan, just some advice. Don't forget your little friends in St. Joe, Michigan, Niles Avenue, 
Silver Beach Pizza, and come back every now oh, and yeah. then and uh, ride a car in the Blossom Time Parade, okay? Oh, yeah. That <laughs> Silver Beach Pizza. I actually want some of that. As soon as... As soon as I go home, I think that's the first spot I'm going to. There you go. Well, are you going to have any time to come home? I mean, you probably have to report to the Astros pretty soon after your season's over, don't you? Yeah, as soon as it's done. But, you know, I'll have to pack up and bring myself home. So I'll have to take I'll have to stop real quick and get get some service pizza. Maybe I'll take some to go. I I think you might be able to afford it now. Yeah, exactly. I have to beg my parents for money to get me food. There you go. Hey, we appreciate you taking some time. I know your phone's been ringing off the hook. You got a lot of work to do this weekend. My wife is a big USC fan, so she will join me in saying, go beat the Bruins. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. All right. It's Michigan and UCLA for a three-game series in the Super Regional this weekend at Jackie Robinson Field. Jordan Brewer out of St. Joe, Michigan, and now on Houston Astros third-round pick, joining us here on Sports Yak. I want to bring up something. We do talk about pop culture on this show now and then. And I want to bring up a pop culture thing that is brewing now that started on the Sports Jack many, many episodes ago. I believe this is the episode where Matt Engel came in and joined us. And I tossed out the idea that they should just sell the fried chicken skin. That should be what they sell. Well, apparently KFC has taken me up on my idea. And guess what, kids? It's a hit! Well, of course it is, because it came from Uncle Chuck on the Sports Jack. <laughs> I wouldn't give you bad ideas, and I want my I want my part of the proceeds, KFC. Because you have skin in the game. I do. I have chicken skin in the game. Because <laughs> they're selling these fried chicken skins, and people say, well, that's just fat. That's why we want to eat it. Are they really selling the skins? I got to find this story here. On Here's the sad part. Our KFC and Granger closed down about a year ago. Yeah, because they weren't selling chicken skins. Is that what they actually call it? Chicken skin is already a wild hit with customers. Yeah. Wow. Of course it is. And the Yak told you about this months ago. Months ago. Let's go back in the Yak archives to November 5th, 2018. But yesterday on Twitter, we ran a poll that had nothing to do with sports. And I want to get your guys' opinions on this. And I don't even know if you saw this I did. I'm I'm excited about where we're about to go. If a place sold just roasted or fried chicken skins, none of the meat, just the seasoned skin, would you buy them? Well, the options were, yes, best part of it, or no, are you nuts, Mr. Man? Uh, If it's KFC, Popeye's, or any other one, I would be first in line to buy the skins. Just to buy buy the skins. Like a skin wrap? I love to peel. Even Martin's. I love to peel that bad boy off and eat that first. Diane made a roasted chicken yesterday in the oven. Go on. And I'm carving it. And as I'm carving it, well, occasionally that skin would get snagged on the knife, and then it's not on a piece of chicken anymore. Right. It's just kind of sitting there. Got to do something with it. Got to do something. Oh my gosh, was that good? Now, did you take any of the skin and put it on no, your face no, and go, no. Clarice, Clarice? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. But so you mentioned a couple of places. Yes. See, to me, the leader in the clubhouse 
if I were going to just go for chicken skins, would be Nelson's. No. Oh, boy. We're going to have to go another layer on here, another branch <laughs> to this amazing tree. Now we've got to name the business. What, the chicken skin business? Yeah. Shirts or skins? <laughs> no, because then people might think they're getting a shirt. Just skins? Um, that gets racy. Or uh, skins? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. How about, the, I'll tell you what. Have people send in to Sports Yak. How about skins with a Z? Z. Have people I mean, send in to Sports Yak with two Ks. Okay. What we should name this chicken skin business. Next of skins. Next of skin. Oh, oh wow. That's that's good. Next of skins. Still with a Z at the end of skins. Okay. Skin deep. <laughs> skin to win. Skinny dipping. Skinny dipping. That's sauces. it. Yes. <laughs> and then you have sauces. Variety of dips. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like you got ranch. There you go. <laughs> we have solved this. In Indonesia, KFC is now selling chicken skin. And honestly, I cannot think of a greater victory for humankind. One fan tweeted, another commented, KFC Indonesia, release the chicken skin only. Take my money now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you want the groundbreaking developments of this world, not only of sports, but of pop culture, things that are hitting worldwide, from Indiana to Indonesia, baby, this is the place to come. The Yak is back and on the attack. Oh, what a Friday episode it was. Our special thanks to Jordan Brewer. Remember us little people on your way to the middle. Until next time, Yak fans. Give me some chicken skins. Ooga looga. This is the Sports Yak Podcast. The following has been brought to you by Rabbit Wings and the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You've been listening to Sports Yak, all sports information. All that you've just been heard has been copywritten. Don't steal any of this stuff. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.